Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we are Entrepreneurs, a podcast about two gay idiots owning and operating a business in the midst of end stage capitalism. Hello and welcome. We are sitting on the couch in New Orleans, baby. Mm -hmm. We are in the same place, recording in the same space for the first time since um, our first four episodes. Mm -hmm. Which was really bold because I feel like we had a lot of like feedback. Mm -hmm. on those first episodes because we were in this office that wasn't very soundproof and mm -hmm. like we totally we didn't like totally we didn't have like the best microphone like the best equipment either so like we were picking up each other's audio feeds and Anna had to do a lot of editing to make it sound halfway decent and it was a very much a testing of like do we really want to put this much effort <laughs> into this thing but um, we, f we figured it out right now we're recording yeah. on my uh wedding mics yep my lavaliers I'm on a white one for the bride Kayleen has a black one for the groom yep here we go so this better fucking work I yeah. spent enough money on these babies <laughs> to, uh, to not work all right Kayleen do you have any vows for me uh, no not today I need a little bit more time to prepare all right I I vow to make you smoothies and be immortal like, be immortal like, yeah okay I, I i vow to never die yeah <laughs> till death do us never part indeed yeah a vampire pact yeah we've been working on our immortality lately mm -hmm. um and because for me personally it's something that i was really not interested in i never wanted to be old um i really had no desire to live past 27 and just like, what what good happens, you know, in your 30s? But now that I'm getting comfortable in them, yeah, the... Uh, no, now I just want to outlive everyone out of spite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just no, want to show that I'm better than everybody else. Yeah, and it is kind of like, you know, the older you get, the more brushes you have with mortality, right, as you're going to. And then I think you also do get to be more appreciative for like, oh, fuck, I am alive. I'm outliving people that, you know. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like a trip. Mm -hmm. Um. In New Orleans, um, got here a few days ago. Had a, a little few, dicey, a little had dicey. A, had a dream I should come on the 22nd, so I did. And uh, Even up, though you didn't need to be here. No, until. no, no need for me to be here. My lease wasn't up until the 30th, but I was like, I'm not going to come. And then I was like, I'm, I'm going to come at the end of the month, and then I have to travel more for work. And then I was like, no, never mind. I had a dream. It was the 22nd. So here we are. 22nd the 23rd it's like okay a hurricane is coming somewhere between new orleans and um st pete so it definitely would have uh, thrown a wrench in my move out plan so definitely happy to have like avoided that so there you go i think that's like i honestly would give myself three points for apocalypse magic that's i'm pretty impressed um can't speak too soon though but at least the move you know was not rainy or wet and really simple and uh me and kayleen have been doing something that i think we're gonna coin maybe we could trademark mm -hmm. uh maybe put it on a coffee mug or an emotional support water bottle look mm, out for merch that's a merch idea tm 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 immortality walks uh-huh yeah i mean the hot girl walk doesn't really resonate with me um, I do uh, like the people who are like, ooh, the grandpa walk, the mom walk, the like whatever. But um, immortality, I think more talking about what your goal is for going on your, your walks, mm -hmm. which is to really just um, loom large in legacy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because the people you see consistently on the walks, you know they're going to live a long time. Like they are 
They've, they're old people. Physic- whether they are, whether they will physically be on this plane <laughs> or something else, they're sticking around in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been good. I've been liking it. We're about to get a cold front here. It's still kind of hot. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully after. Yeah, we'll know next week whether our prediction of a uh, of hurricanes on the Panhandle only. Uh, comes true mm-hmm. uh, so well we'll let you know and if it, it is i will be offering channeled meteorology sessions <laughs> i don't have cha- i can't channel meteorology but as a wedding planner i have become an amateur meteorologist mm-hmm. um i have access to a lot of radar apps mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like a lot of like your reviews are like how did she know or just like with that one wedding you were telling me about and the pedicabbers were like, no, it's gone. Just give it 10 minutes. Yeah. And it like was. It was just me and the pedicabbers staring up at the sky for about 15 minutes while everybody else hid inside the church. Um, and we were right. <laughs> I think, you know, I think we really can be pretty connected, especially with like when you can. The hurricanes, I'm not so sure about like, I don't know. But like in daily day to day weather, you can see a cloud and you can be like, and you can like smell rain. Mm-hmm. You can do all sorts of things. Which I is that's funny. one of the things I miss about the desert is that you can really smell rain in the desert. Mm. It's like there's certain plants that like give off an odor when there's mm. an, enough moisture in the air. It's mm. called creosote, and it's like a very distinct smell. I never even heard of that before. Yeah. Um, well, so in terms for announcements, uh, if we got our shit together, we have launched our email newsletter. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and sign up for that. Um, mm-hmm. This we, will be the first day. It is going to be called Unhinged Business Advice mm-hmm. um, Newsletter. Unhinged yeah, Business that's Advice that's what you come to us for, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we're here to really like... We want to. We want to just encourage you to be as delusional as possible. Mm-hmm. What else is double there? down? Do- double down. You don't have to listen to anybody's delusions. Just yeah. just your own. Stop trying to make your business look like everybody else's. Just yeah. Get real weird. How do you get left behind? You yeah. know, you gotta you gotta think like you're a fucking visionary. Mm-hmm. Um, in whatever direction that looks like for you. So really stoked for that. Um, and then we're launching our coaching program in the middle of October. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for more details. The best way to find out more about that is to sign up for the newsletter. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had some really great, we had a really great experience with our pilot program. Um, thanks to some lovely listeners who uh, submitted themselves yeah, and I think we both just found it very energizing, and I think we were able to like help some people, and that's something that we want to keep doing. Yeah, we gotta we gotta put some money in in the pockets of uh, of the queer of our queer our fellow queers. Yeah, of the queer community because um, it's uh, shit nobody isn't gonna nobody's, get less expensive. Yeah, out here. nobody else is gonna do it for us. Yeah, literally. So um, by Go playing home. small, we're really just letting. Uh, worse people play big so that's take up some space it. yeah like take that, take up space because you know uh a white man isn't gonna is, will just move into the space you're taking up by playing small mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good way to put it all right so let's hop on into tarot time all, all right. right let me hold your yeah. tarot Uh, I gotta 
I, I, I've got to do this. Uh, it's hard to do this. Uh, I have a tiny lavalier mic, and uh, so All right. she's shuffling. Ooh, can, we have, can we have some shuffle ASMR? Yeah, I, I just uh, shuffle. I did can one we, shuffle. Can we tell them the story? Yeah. We did one shuffle, um, and we pulled – out. Of, this is out of the Fyodor Pavlov deck, which we haven't used in a while for a reason we're about to tell you. Um, and can I say that it this card just unfolded in the most luxurious way. Yeah, I did, like, one little ASMR shuffle, and it just, like – It just – Glided. I, I, I didn't pull a card. It just, like – flipped gracefully upright onto the top of the deck and that is the ace of cups oh you guys that feels lovely um but anyway before we go into the ace of cups we're going to tell the story that we have in the Fedor pavlov deck so as we mentioned last episode anna and i have been doing some channeling we've been doing like guided meditations together and trying to tap into like our guides and you know the greater akashic records etc um you should definitely follow anna for more information on that because she's offering guided channeling sessions um and they're pretty intense but we you know after every session i would pull a card um for each of us they were always pretty on on top of it and then one of them i pulled a card i pulled a card for you and then i and it was and i pulled one for me and one of them i was the eight of wands and so I put both of them on display on my bookshelf that I was like, I'm going to keep these up for the next week and we'll, um, and then we'll just pull the next one. Well, you know, we'll reshuffle it, it next time. And so this deck has been tabled. Yeah. I haven't used it in a while because. Because what happened, complete. what happened, the reason it's not complete is one day, like, you know, a few days later, I look up at my bookshelf and the eight of wands isn't there. The other card that I pulled was still there. So the Eight of Wands was yeah. gone. So Eight of Wands is all like change, travel. A very, mm-hmm. very, it, it can be like kind of like I was like, yeah. Too. It's a very funny card. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, I guess that's a funny card to just like, to just jet, like to just go on its own journey. And I like moved all my other decks around. I like tried to see if it had like fallen behind something on another shelf. And I just like couldn't I like looked under my bed to see maybe if it maybe it had fallen down and like slid under something I could not find it and I was like well I guess I just like really can't use I'm like am I gonna have to buy a new deck like because I love and this, this is, is like my wild. favorite I mean this deck. is like a month or two ago this was a month or two ago um I feel like this is like one of my favorite decks I was like am I gonna have to buy the new printing that's about to come out just so that I can have a complete one that's kind of like ugh, I, I'm like really attached to this so I've been using it, like, not for my – it's kind of just been tabled, except for when Anna wants me to pull a card from it. We just know that the Eight of Wands is there. And we also call this our gossip deck. So this is how we know, like, the tea on what's happening with other people. And so this morning, um, we have it out, and I start pulling it to see what's going on with, uh, fl- you know, the – storm about to hit florida and i'm shuffling it and all of a sudden i see i was like hold on yeah she goes wait a second wait and I was wait like, a second because she doesn't kayleen doesn't say that like she's not like hold on like yeah i was like Ooh. i was like i just saw the eight of wands as i was shuffling this deck and sure enough i go back in there and it's there y'all i have no idea how this wound up back in the deck 
So I think we're in the part of our spiritual journey slash awakening where objects appear and disappear. And let me tell you, nothing prepares you for that. No, I mean, I Um, honestly, I had a moment last weekend where I got a tip envelope from a client, opened it, counted the money, put it in a drawer, and then a few nights later grabbed it to get some cash and there was twice as much money money comes easily and frequently money comes easily and frequently (laughs) money coming to me now money coming to me now truly i might money drawer money drawer money drawer (laughs) money drawer (laughs) literally doubled the cash in the envelope i have no idea how that happened so i mean that's kind of like twice in a week i feel like i mean that's that's ace of cups energy right there strong magical powers fill your cup up with your like fucking intuition creativity what can you create out of an empty cup Mm -hmm. what can you what can you manifest out of nothing yeah i i feel like i have a very personal relationship with ace of cups um where i've had some like kind of like sad altars and then it's shown up so it i feel like aces can be just as much as like a beginning as like an ending too Mm -hmm. um because it's just like when you're playing cards right it's just like is the ace high or is it low or you can play both ways right the ace is high and low so um it could just be like an ending of something and a beginning and a renewal yeah i mean every ending is also a beginning and likewise Mm -hmm. you know you can't you don't start from scratch traditionally ace of cups can be like love love um but yeah it can also be like lost too and like but moving on I feel like if there is a loss in your life and the Ace of Cups is kind of like accenting it, it's a good start. Yeah, I don't know. This this art in particular is very much it's like, you know, a a hand emerging from the water surrounded by lotuses, which are like, you know, floating flowers with very deep roots. Um, This is yeah. This is an interesting card. Yeah, and it's like also it's it looks very graceful. The wave is like mm-hmm. choo choo. Our cup runneth over. Mm-hmm. It's a and just the way it like flipped over that was very yeah. Like, okay. Okay. All right. All right. So. Well, now now Fiodor can be back in rotation. Thank God. I know it's like, my favorite. Yeah. I love that deck so it, much. It's, it's listeners, you touch it and you're just like whoa. Yeah, like, it's on. It's also one of the best like made decks i've ever Mm -hmm. had like it's so the art is so beautiful the quality is really incredible i got it as a kickstarter but they just announced on their insta on the instagram for fyodor pavlov that there's going to be an actual published printing that's coming out i think in october um i also want to put something out there musical theater tarot deck yeah well yeah Kayleen had that idea today, and I was like, oh. I, I don't know if the intellectual property laws would be on our side for that one, but um, it is a fun thought exercise. We could make it like Times Square Elmo version. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what? Like, what? we could do, like, the Phantom of the Opera with the hockey Jason mask. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the com- community musical theater tarot. <laughs> what would all of these iconic theater people look like if they were on an in deep budget yeah um i I, it's worth uh it's 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 a fun exercise to think of uh yeah yeah what do your favorite uh musical theater figures relate to in tarot decks Mm -hmm. i think the sunday in the park with george is the world Mm -hmm. Uh, i think jean valjean is the emperor mm -hmm. um mr mistopheles is the magician yeah 
Good for Mr. Mistopheles. Um, yeah, and that's, a, that's a rough start. Um, honestly, listeners, if you have the means, take the idea. I just want it to happen. Yeah. Um, if you're an artiste um, who loves witchy shit and is a musical theater gay, we, maybe we can collab. Who knows? Yeah, and I feel like merch. This is just a this is just a great merch idea episode. Mm-hmm. So take take what you want. The ideas just want to be created mm-hmm. at this point. So um, let's hop on into the main dish. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. Hey. So this one's interesting. Um, me and Kayleen have differing opinions on this. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think we both probably agree yeah. on, like, on some things. But the the concept is to scale or not to scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think um, the reason I wanted to talk about this, again, because I think – uh, we have differing opinions on it, so that can make an, for a fun, spicy episode. Uh, is I just feel like so you know in a in a sense like in a way that we're like trying to investigate um, the impacts of like patriarchy, white supremacy, and capitalism has this idea that um, as business owners the goal is always to get as big as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And I just want to investigate that idea because I think there are circumstances in which you don't have to. And it is the right choice for you and your business to not. So, I don't know. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from. And I think in an ideal world, yes. But I think... When you have a business, you have to factor in a lot of space for incidentals. You have to factor in a lot of space for like inconsistency and all of the and a rise of um, rise of like living expenses, natural disasters, all of these different things. Um, and I think also for me personally, I like the idea of having a business that you can have i i guess the idea is how long do you want this business to carry you yeah i think um a lot of this too is uh anna's uh love of uh not anna's love but anna's uh intense capricorn and saturn placements (laughs) well i i know that this is like i really do think in business you're either growing or dying but i think what we can kind of agree on is what growth looks like to you Mm -hmm. because i i do not think that you can like plug and play a lot of these things and like expect it to be normal um some things yes but i think things are just like changing so so rapidly with like Everything. Everything's changing. I, I can't think of, like, one industry that's just like, oh, yeah, nothing has changed in that industry in five years. I can't, you know. Um, so Like, especially with these past couple years and people moving different places and housing getting kind of crazy. Um, 
I think the thing to navigate always is going to be your health. Um, because I think sometimes when it's just like scroll, scale to as big as you can, you have to be honest with yourself with like how much energy you can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of owning a business is like having a capability of thinking really big and then accepting that energy and then being functional with that energy. Because sometimes when you scale too fast, too quickly, like you're not ready for it. So like your system like shuts down, like you, you get so stressed and like what's the point? Or scattered or how, like you can't manage your... How sustainable is it? If you feel like you're going to fucking vomit all the time. Right. Um, cool. You have a lot of money, but then, like, you have so much pressure. So I think the idea is to have something that, like, feels good. But, like, I, I do really think you always have to kind of be, like, scheming and pivoting and growing and exploring. Um, scaling, because I feel like scaling kind of seems like going up. But I think sometimes you can do, like, these, like, lateral mm-hmm. these like lateral yeah. I'm, like making hands with my i was like gonna say lateral i was like wait is that the right one more like lateral moves that like maybe might not increase your pay but increase something else in your life like energy time freedom fulfillment um things like that yeah i think it's also just like i'm i'm really intrigued by i don't know i think it's really interesting to be like can you ever just build a thing and then it's done? And I don't know. I don't think you can. Um, it's an intriguing thought exercise, but I think it either has to adapt or it has to die. Mm-hmm. Like, but like, that's the, like, if you're building your own business, you're now, I guess the, in a dream world, you could build it to a certain stage and then just steadily exist at that stage until you wanted to close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or move on to the next thing. But I just, I, I am kind of fascinated with this um, movement that I'm seeing with in with a lot of, like, I think, younger or Gen Z business owners where they are, like, consciously not taking opportunities that millennials would jump on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because they're pay- playing small or they're being more honest about what they're yeah, energetically like conscious. able to yeah to uh, hold on to um and like oh like i i don't know i don't know what it is but it is kind of fascinating to because i i feel like i see this with my own candle business where there was just like very much uh a crossroads where i was like i could like i could have become like we could have gotten the like website constant stock uh you know drop ship making candles all the time and I didn't because that's just not what my life is and that's not necessarily what I wanted my life to be so I did go smaller instead of bigger and now I do like pre-ordered candle drops like three or four times a year mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if that necessarily means that it's a failure not if it's what you want. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, the idea is, I mean, you got to think about, like, the investment. How much are you making it back? Are you making a prod, like, 
Are you making your money back? Is it worth your time? Because I also kind of wonder, you know, when people's I, – I, it's not my business, but other people's, like, financial situations, but, like, when they say, like, no to, like, being, uh, you know, like, represented by Target, and it's just, like, do you come from money? You know, because mm. it's just, like, not many people would want to, like – Or is there just something about that business ideal, idea that I did not know about? Like, mm-hmm. was – oh, does it, like – is there a, like a seedy underbelly to yeah. Target brands? Yeah, I, don't I think know. they just didn't. It was like a sustainable brand and they just didn't want to use like that much plastic. Um, but then I think about like Matthew McConaughey. Have you heard about this story? He was typecast mm-hmm. as a bunch of like romantic comedy and he was like, I want to be a serious actor. I want to be a serious actor. He kept turning down these roles to like these rom-coms he was like i want to be out of that i want to like be an oscar winner and he kept turning them down i think one one script cycled him a few times and i think it was around 16 million dollars and he was like i'm not taking it and he was like i want to be a serious actor and this is what i have to do to become a serious actor and his next film was dallas buyers club Mm -hmm. oscar award yeah you know so I think there's that kind of thing, like when you pivot, um, and I think also when you like raise your prices. But here's the thing, like he pivoted, and I think it, I mean, how much did he get paid for that? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, yes, he turned down that much money, but how much does he get offered for roles now that he is like an yeah. Oscar? Even if maybe he didn't make actor. a lot of money off of that film in particular. Mm-hmm. I think what we are realizing, what I think we are realizing, is that we just need to change the definition of what scaling means. Mm-hmm. That scaling does not need to fall under this like capitalist trajectory of just being a thing that goes up and up forever. Um, yeah, because into, into the yeah. ether. Like, yeah, because it's just like the idea of like forever expanding GDP. We're gonna see an end to that in our lifetime. Yeah. Because even right now with like the stock market with things going down and they're like it's a recession and it's like is it though? Mm-hmm. Is it though? Or can GDP literally not keep going up forever yeah. when we're having like resources supply? Ch- There's so many things that fa- are factored into the economy um, besides yeah. unlimited. So GDP scale, growth. yeah, scaling. I think needs to we need to redefine scaling not to mean. Um, limitless growth but to mean being adaptable mm-hmm. yeah. and and being strategic and knowing like and trusting your gut to take your business in the direction it needs to go to it to uh reflect the environment that it's in and that you're in mm-hmm. well even like with your candle business like yeah you didn't do the website but like you do wholesale orders mm-hmm. for, like corporate stuff yeah so like that's another way you know i think like you could you went more instead of like b to c you went more b to b which a lot of times y'all b to b is more money less work um just because there's just yeah bulk order is infinitely easier than than managing like individual customer pre-orders yeah and it and i think this idea is like you know we see these like corporations just pretty much like ruling the government and uh yeah be be mad at that because that is definitely something to be upset about but also like get your cut go pester them you know like they they don't zeros don't matter to people um that are making like 
billions of dollars, millions of dollars. It's just like literally something that they can write off on their taxes as a business expense. Right. So um, I think in terms of your business, who, who knows except for you. Right. That's it. And it's also exciting to like watch it unfold and watch it grow and like really experiment and honestly stay nimble stay nimble um me and kayleen were talking about like adaptability earlier um and it's really been kind of not weighing on me but yeah you keep coming back to it yeah because i think in the next 5 10 15 years and this is the part of the end stage capitalism part of the podcast Adaptability is going to play a much more vivid role than it has in modern times. Maybe like World War II, they had to be pretty fucking adaptable. But mm-hmm. other than that, y'all, since the Industrial Revolution, like we're, we're going into some, some unprecedented times here that you're going to have to be able to adapt. And mm-hmm. I think having your own business and just even having a business and – knowing that you can run a business and you can trust yourself to like have that and support yourself um that's a big confidence boost yeah right there well and what we were talking about earlier is that um adaptability is not an innate skill Mm -hmm. it's not something that anyone was necessarily like born with it is something that is it is a trait that is cultivated over time you go to school and they keep you in a routine Mm -hmm. you know they they do not encourage adaptability like anytime you're like do something out of the routine you get like in trouble right right so adaptability sometimes um sometimes people have to become adaptable against their will especially as children Mm -hmm. um and it's unfortunate the paths that people have to take to become um adaptive humans but if you are someone who doesn't hasn't really i would say that like the i think i said what i said earlier is like the best way to gauge your adaptability is by refusing to play small mm-hmm. and so i was thinking i was writing doing some free writing uh, about adaptability and like it's important but okay but like how do you cultivate that because a lot of times when you think about, like, listener, just take a second and think about the last time that you had to be adaptable in a situation. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, at least for me, it is something that, like, happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, that changed. Um, or, like, as a business owner, you're just like, oh, that plan didn't work out. Pivot. All right. <laughs> Let me figure something else out. Okay, that client dropped. That pl- project isn't going to happen. Like, what are we going to do instead? Um, but... It's so important, and I think we can flex all of these different muscles and just thinking, like, how do you cultivate adaptability without it being sub- something that you're subject to? And then I actually thought about it this morning, and, and, like, I think in, like, working out and, like, kind of, like, the grit and the stoicism that you get from, like, working out um, can really just make you be like, okay, I can, like, move through this. I got this. And then Kayleen had a good point. Anything that you do that is outside of your comfort level is going to encourage adaptability. Mm -hmm. So that can be things like meeting new people, pitching yourself to different projects, like intentionally putting yourself in the path of rejection. Mm -hmm. I started doing line dancing and I know it sounds like silly and menial, but like 
I learned a lot. I, I didn't know any line dances, but I started going every week and like I could feel that growth and I could feel like that community growth there too because it's just like, all right, I don't know how to do this, but I want to. Um, yeah, trying to tackle a new skill. Humble yourself. Learning a new language. Mm-hmm. Um, making some food. Inviting fucking, invite your neighbors over for dinner. Yeah. Um, I'm throwing a dinner party in early November. I've never done that before. I'm making all the food. I'm very excited. Yeah. Just stuff like that. And also in being adaptable in like the direction that you want to go in. And being okay with like falling flat on your face. Um, And then I I don't know. I don't want to be like eliminate failure from your vocabulary. No, because like failure is very real, especially Mm -hmm. in the United States of America. Like go outside. You can see so many examples of like abject failure and like fucking anything like a like oh like a fucking pothole or like how we treat people who don't fit into the confines of like modern society like the reason that we have poverty (laughs) is not because we can't afford to like feed everybody it's so people have fear so they work so they don't end up on the street inequality is very intentional yeah it's it's to keep keep us all working Mm -hmm. when quite frankly like what what is it's using the most vulnerable people in society as examples Mm -hmm. and and it's dark so like failure does exist um but having the adaptability and figuring it out and like kind of yeah if you can imagine the worst case scenario you can imagine the best case hey, scenario we'll put that well. on a t-shirt too yeah um what would you like listeners do y'all want coffee cups yeah if you Emotional had Queers merch what would it look like <laughs> emotional support water bottles stainless steels only yeah um or glass. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Keelan got some new plateware. And it's just like, it changed the whole vibe of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I My kitchen is going through a, a glow up, which um, ha- le- started from me having to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's something to be said about, like, what an unco- can an uncomfortable situation uh, launch pad you into your next glow up? Here's the thing. It's all temporary. It's literally mm-hmm. all temporary. Our whole life is temporary. I feel like I had, as I was writing yesterday, I, so I'm 31 listeners, and I feel like I had big life changes happen when I was 27, and then COVID happened, and I was like, holy shit, I'm 31. But I feel like I had this, like, sect of time that I was just, like, suspended. I'm like, I still feel 27, Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a true for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like what in their like this? in their twenties during yeah. we were in their twenties when COVID hit. Yeah, and they're just like, what? like oh, what it's did such I? A, it's such a formative time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had I got divorced and then the, like almost a year exactly. And it was just like lockdown. I was just like, okay, I guess I gotta like figure this out. And I think for a lot of people. I mean, for me, I feel like after the lockdown was harder than in the lockdown, personally, because it was just like this whole redefining moment and this whole being uncomfortable and like actually making decisions for yourself because you can and it all changed so quickly and you can't go backwards. Right. I would love to go backwards personally, like 
And it's just like, <laughs> but you can't. You can't. You can't go backwards. Onwards we go. So to scale or not to stick, scale, whatever, be adaptable. Amen. Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. And uh, make your life what you would like it to be. So let's head on into Bro Book Review, yeah? Hey, what you got for us? So this one is not a bro book, but Gabrielle Bernstein Oh. The universe has your back. I've read that book. I've read I that book. thought so. Yeah. When was that published? Like 2011? I don't know. Maybe. I feel like I read it in like 2014, 2015. Yeah. Maybe 2016. That was that was like the phase in my life where I would have read that book. So she is kind of one of the initial manifestation girlies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like if you read it now, it's just kind of like. It seems a little hack. One-on-one. Yeah. Um, it's. I feel like it's not as unhinged as like The Secret. Uh-huh. I fucking love The Secret. I know you do. Like it is such a funny book, um, but it's very like. I don't know. It's it's interesting to read a book like that. That was probably one of the first like of its kind, um, of like. The... She walked so Glennon Doyle Melton could run. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Is she is Glennon Doyle a manifestation girl? She. She has distilled, like, you can clearly see the footprints Mm -hmm. of the universe has your back. I think she um, has taken a lot of manifestation, a lot of the, like, more the spirituality, the more woo-woo spirituality and repackaged it Mm. to be more palatable Mm. to basic white women. she's a Christian, right? She was. Yeah. I don't think she is anymore. Yeah. She's a, like, she, I don't know. You can definitely see the footprints there. She's, I started to read that book, the Glennon the Doyle Bossy. one. I could not. She was like, I woke up at 5 a.m. and would write in my closet. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to The Universe Has Your Back. It's a quick one. I listened to it on audio, and it's very uplifting, and, like, there's definitely, like, signs in it, and it feels good. I wouldn't really recommend it. Um. I wouldn't say it's anything, like, groundbreaking, but, like. It was important in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fun to, like, listen to, like, these foundational books. Because, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm team girl boss. I don't care. I don't get why people get so upset about women hustling. Like, it literally doesn't matter. Women can be scammers, too, okay? Yeah, Jesus, lit- get off our backs. Yeah, literally. If if women want to scam, let them scam. Please. Let me write some bullshit. Let some gay people scam. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um at this point um except for yeah make your money go off um maybe i'd give it like a six but all right that's fine wouldn't three and a half stars again oh actually you know what i think i did read it again because i forgot i read it (laughs) it's one of those yeah it's not super i don't know if i ever finished it i definitely had it on my kindle for a while Mm -hmm. yeah it's one of those that like i think it's also oh it's very liz gilberty as well but more a little bit like you can see the the, it's to me i can see a clear trajectory from eat pray love to the universe has your back to like the glenn and doyle melton of it all Mm -hmm. yeah so you listener perhaps you could be next on that chain perhaps would love for you to be a uh yeah what what um message you repackage yeah 
You don't have to reinvent the wheel. No, you just have to make you just have to make it more recognizable to your audience. Yeah, just use I mean, I freshen like, it up a little bit. Slap I, a new coat of paint on there. Yeah, because it's just like the language changes so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like like right now I feel like all the man- manifestation language is like quantum leap and like timeline jump and like talk to your future self. But like that where was that like one year ago? No. It wasn't anywhere. Because they're like, "Oh my god, fuck law of attraction. I'm going to quantum shift." And it's like that's the it's, same it's shit like, with a different like, name all right you yeah know. i feel like i don't know I but feel here's like the thing about quantum shifting nobody tells you that objects appear out of nowhere right you know what i mean like do we no really? one tells you that you will question your relationship to reality yeah no like, is it psychosis or is it spirituality everywhere everything everywhere every, what is it everything Every- everywhere all at once yeah. almost sent you into a complete tailspin <laughs> i was just like i was not ready for that one but um, I guess you just got to, I mean, personally, I think we got to walk the waves of consciousness because, like, reality is not going to make any more sense. So, like, why the fuck not, why, why not fuck around with the underworld? Okay, so what I'm gathering from this conversation, the next wave of girl boss manifestation books is, like, a walk worlds of the underworld. It's going to be, like, a very Persephone, like queen of the damned <laughs> yeah no because everybody's like oh manifestation's so cool and then it's just like oh cool like you call your friend who was like i love manifestation blah blah blah. yes but like, yeah, what is dead, but what is your grandma, relationship with death your dead grandma came to me in a dream and they're like gross and it's just yeah. like no this is what we're dealing with like yeah. like you can't just like you just can't you can't treat the like the veil as like a mm-hmm. window you can crack yeah like it's either if you if you tear it down you have to be prepared for whatever comes through yeah if you're tapping into it to manifest then a whole other thing a whole, whole other like library of options is possible yeah and and i mean i think a lot of people like get stuck in like this shadow work kind of loop Mm-hmm. But you have to address that in yeah. order to like really. Know at what point? Deeply. Yeah. At what point is your shadow work just um, your personality looking, trait, but yeah. also just like looking for problems? Yeah, and like self sabotage, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just like I, 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 I'm a fan of the absurdist approach. Yeah. Of just like yeah, it's fucked, and like so many people are in denial and can't uh, like understand the gravity which i think with our podcast is so important like that we have like the end stage capitalism bit Mm -hmm. because yeah it is fucked but like it's gonna be more fucked if you're not prepared and like psychologically physically mentally like spiritually prepared about like what the fuck we're about to go through and like it doesn't need to be awful everything is your perception everything is constructed by the moment and the more that you are safe in your body then that then you can deal with the fucking apocalypse um but i think that's that's the real grit and that's the real tenacity is to be able to handle walking between both worlds Mm -hmm. all right moral of the story keelene and i are gonna write our the next girl boss book about walking the worlds of the underworld yep (laughs) the bardo that's the next evolution, I think. I really do. Um, I really do. Yeah. So. We're going to write the book on apocalypse magic, everybody. Yeah. Let's All do right, it. Let's All right. Let's shake on it. All right. You've, you've <laughs> witnessed it here. We just shook hands. This is what happens when we record in person together. <laughs> we launch a merch line and propose a new book. I mean, apocalypse magic. I, I think 
I think we're ahead of science here. Uh, are um, we scaling the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at thefake.guru. Keep an eye out um, and follow the podcast. You can find a link in the link tree of the podcast to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, entrepreneurs.podcast. Entrepreneurs.podcast. Also, entrepreneurs.com will have a landing page about all these new things that we're offering, um, including a place where you can sign up for our email list. Uh, you can find me at Swamp Witch with four eyes on Instagram. You can find my business ventures at Candles Unincorporated and uh if you want me to throw you a party uh contact my house events um yeah let's do it we'll see you on the other side folks have a gay day